When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. Happy Father's Day. It is June 19th, and Atlanta United gave some of its supporters, who happen to be dads, a good gift with a 2-0 victory over Miami on Sunday here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It was a fairly easy game for the five stripes. They jumped in front first on a goal by Luis Araujo, assisted by Joseph Martinez, then benefited from two yellow cards given to Jean Mota. So he was gone by the 29th minute. And then they kind of tried to manage the game a little bit and didn't really get the deciding goal until Joseph Martinez in the 61st minute. It was his first goal since early March against Montreal. It secured the win. The positives from the game are Hujo and Martinez played really well. Rocco Rios Novo, his first MLS starting goal, got a shutout, the team's third this year. You had a back line in which three of the four, counting Abara, defenders are 21 years or younger, and they got the shutout. George Campbell looked great. I thought Alan Franco had a good game. Uh, Emerson Hyman looked good in his first star. Every, everybody looked good, but you know they're playing 10 men. The concerns, if there are any for Atlanta United, the first goal came from a mistake by Miami. It was Abara pressuring Taylor. Taylor making a bad pass that uh, Joseph Martinez intercepted. Pass it to Arajou, who one-timed it into the corner for the goal. And then the next one came off a clear Miami corner with George Campbell uh, hitting a header. Marcelino Moreno shrugging off a tackle and going some 60 yards before he made a pass to Caleb Wiley, who took a shot. The rebound came to Arajujo. He passed it to Martinez. So from the run of play, Atlanta United didn't really create, I don't know, quality scoring chances. As always, it's when the game gets broken is when Atlanta United is at its best, and that's just how they are, and that is okay. Very few teams have ease scoring against bunker defenses. Let's go through some of the stats here really quick. Atlanta United dominated possession with 59.7%. Expected goals were 2.11 to 1.07 for Miami. Total shots were 18 to 12. Shots on target were 8 to 3. Now, here is Rob Valentino talking about what he liked from each part of the game, the pre-two yellow cards and post-two yellow cards, and what needs to be improved. The pre-two yellow cards was relatively quick. Um, I thought the game was looking like how we thought it might be uh, from the planning standpoint. Uh, it looked We looked like we were in a positive way. Um, and then after that, 
I think at times we can maybe manage the tempo a little bit better or, or really really kind of dictate our way and the way we would like to play. But I thought, I mean, look, I'm, I'm happy that the guys put a performance together that they can, I think, be proud of and, and something to build on. You know, winning is important and right now hopefully that puts them in a good way. You have the game against Pachuca and then you have that moment and I think it, it's, it's a positive performance and, and one they should be proud of. If you're wondering why you're hearing from Rob Valentino, it's because Gonzalo Pineda was uh, suspended for this game because of a red card. Tiago Almeida served the first of three games in which he suspended for a red card. Both came against Columbus, uh, the game right before the international break. I mentioned the ages of the defense before. Here's Valentino talking about that. It's great. I mean, I, I think sometimes we, we sit there and we think about what you were doing at that age. Like I, I, <laughs> I think about it like that. Like They were miles ahead of where... I was maturity-wise and, you know, in their own careers in general. So sometimes, like, I think, you know, myself and, and I won't speak for everybody else, but it's just like you have to sit back and go, well, hold on, these kids are, are young and they're, they're in a pro environment and now they have to perform, but, you know, they're mature in their own ways and, and I think it's really good to see that, that we have youth that is actually putting together performances and can play at this level and they're showing that. And when they get their opportunities, they, they take them and do well with them. So I'm, I'm pleased for all those guys and, and the whole team. And here's Rios Novo talking about the young group and if it's a boost to the confidence. Always. As I said before, we have a young group, uh, but I think everyone from the youngest players to the, to the most experienced guys, they all did their jobs today and played well. And I think this, this group has really big aspirations. Uh, and if we continue to play like this, then, then uh, you know, things will go our way. And I mentioned this was Rios Novo's MLS debut for Atlanta United. He's played a few other times in non-league competition. So he was asked about making his league debut and earning the trust of the coach. A lot of joy. Uh, I'm really happy uh, for everybody and and also because we won the game. Uh, But now we just have to continue working because we know we've got some uh, difficult games coming up uh, away from home. So uh, it doesn't stop here. We've got to continue to work. Rob Valentino said uh, something interesting, I thought, about Rios Novo. He said he doesn't play his age. And so we asked Rios Novo about that because he's only 20. <laughs> I just try to do my best. I try to do what I like, um, you know, give my best in every game, try to enjoy myself out there uh, and try to help the team to win games. So the other uh, positive was the connection between Martinez and Arahujo. And we asked Valentino about that. And here's what he said. Yeah, it seems like you know, it takes time sometimes. Like, we think we have a little bit of a stop start to, to Joseph's season. You know, he's had the, the things he went through with his knee and now he's going back into a rhythm. And, and I think you, you see that, well, obviously, Louise was out for a little bit with his injury. And, you know, as we get to training and you get more time together, and I think that, that kind of stuff matters when you get a lot of time on the field together and you really work together. How, how does your connection improve? And sometimes it's about drills together. Sometimes it's just about being on the same teams together. You know, and I think that, you know, they, you can see it starting to form. And that and goes for a lot of the group that no matter who steps in, that they, they feel comfortable with each other. And they can kind of, without being a, a robot, they can connect and they can kind of know, oh, this guy's around the corner and I can combine with them. And I think you're starting to see little bits like that. And I mentioned this was Martinez's first goal since early March, and he always has a, a good quote. And here's what he said about the goal. It's nice to score, and especially when the game is 1-0. Um, I think that... Um, you know, we know that we have some really important games coming up. Um, these these three games that we have are going to be really difficult. Uh, but I think the, the effort was there. I'm really happy to get the three points. And all the guys in the locker room um, were really tired. And that means that they put in a, a good performance and, and put in the effort. Um, so that's really important for us. And the other thing that was notable in the game is 
Atlanta United did not give up a set piece goal and didn't have, or at least they weren't punished if they had some of those five second mental switch offs, which have really, really hurt the team and cost it a lot of points this season. Ask Valentino about that. Of course, I mean, I think set pieces have been a thing that we, we spoke about. And, you know, look at George Campbell, he gets the header and then we go in transition and you see numbers going forward. Like that, I didn't even expect. We, we stressed about it. We talked about it. We always talk about these things. But, again, these are things we worked on in training, so it, it's good to see them come through. Um, but, yeah, I think it was the, the moments where I would say switched off or whatever word you want to use, it was few and far between, and, and they can always improve. But I don't want to take away from what they did, and, and getting the win is, is important for them. Now, it was important three points for Atlanta United, which is now one point behind uh, the seventh-place team for the final playoff spot because they're about to go a road trip to Toronto, to Red Bulls, to NYCFC. In Atlanta United's history, it is only won twice in those three venues. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm your host, Doug Robertson. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution keeps you informed on the news that matters to you, and now for a limited time, you can get six months of unlimited digital access to the AJC for just 99 cents. That includes all of our Atlanta United coverage, plus sports, politics, investigations, breaking news, dining, and more for less than a buck. It's our best offer of the year for the best journalism in Atlanta. Go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast to get unlimited digital access for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. Now let's go to some questions that y'all sent in, and I appreciate it because these quick turnarounds after a game, sometimes y'all just don't have time because you're getting to your car or getting to Marta or, or whatever. Uh, but here's Adam, friend of the podcast. He's got three questions. He says, Joseph looked very lively today. And you're right. How much of that might be his improved knee versus the more active and dynamic support he has as part of the attack? I think it's 99% his knee. He feels good. He's running well. He's moving that header that he missed at the end. That was a Joseph moment there. But he's also getting confidence with his teammates. They're getting confidence with him. They're getting knowledge of him. He's getting knowledge of them. It's all working together. Uh, but he's looked really, really good against Pachuca and today against Miami. Hyman played particularly well, in my opinion. In your opinion, is he a regular starter even when everyone is healthy and available? Well, let's look at some stats real quick um, on Mr. Hyman. And we could throw in some stats for Joseph Martinez. He finished with three shots, two on goal. He tied Marcelino Moreno for three chances created. Emerson Hyman had the most completed passes with 88, the most completed passes in the final third with 21. That's similar to what Huzetu would typically get. Hyman uh, attempted two crosses. Hyman completed one dribble. Um, so those are some of the Hyman highlights. I think that he and Huzetu, I think Hyman looks forward with the ball a little bit more than Huzetu does. Um, I think 
that Pineda really likes that about Hyman. I think he likes his defense too. I don't know if he's going to be every game starter because you're still trying to get his legs back. I think you'll see some rotation in this upcoming three-game stretch, but I do think that he is competing very well to become a starter. What on-field signs does the team look for in deciding when to prioritize playing keeping away to kill the clock versus pushing forward to seek more goals? Is it simply a balance of the score and how much time is left, or is it also related to the game flow? It's a combination. I mean, if they're winning one to nothing and they think they're in control, I don't think they're probably going to push, particularly against a 10-man team. But when Miami did start trying to go forward a little bit, Atlanta United tried to punish them with counterattacks and fast breaks, and were almost successful a few times. So it just depends on the flow of the game and how the players are feeling. Noah, friend of the podcast, says, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say Marcelino Moreno is literally the most predictable guy on this team. He gets the ball, dribbles into someone, and loses possession. What is his purpose anymore? So Moreno, I thought, had some really good moments today. I think the past three games, he started to regress a little bit into the Moreno at the beginning of the season that dribbles way too much. There was a stretch for three to five games in which he was passing the ball really well and moving. And now you're starting to see him get it and hold on to it a a little bit too much. There were some chances he had today. He could have sprung somebody forward and he just didn't make the right pass at the right time. But overall, I thought he had a good game today. I, I don't think he was as bad as you are making him out to be. Three chances created, two shots, one on target, 88 touches, 50 passes, 80% passing accuracy, 25 passes in the final third, five dribbles completed. All in all, that's a that's not a bad game. All right, and we got uh, two questions on the Twitters at Doug Robertson AJC, and one is from Nick, friend of the podcast. I hope you're enjoying your Father's Day. I'm curious as to where you think today's performance ranks among the best of 2022 so far. Uh, I think we're just going to talk about the first 20-something minutes before the red card. I thought that they did a fantastic job uh, defending Campana, who killed them down in Fort Lauderdale. I think they did a good job against Miami's offense overall. The rest of it, it's really hard to say. As for the overall performance, I wouldn't rank it as high as some others. But the important thing is they got the three points, um, and that is what they needed. And the other question I'm just not going to ask because – it was about uh, how does how does Atlanta United done historically went up a man, but no one keeps stats on that. All right, we're going to wrap up the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. Happy Father's Day. Hug your loved ones, communicate with your loved ones, and y'all take care. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.